what I wanted to talk about tonight is delusion because I ran head on into delusion this week and so it got me thinking about it it's it's um, one of the uh, what are called defilements or poisons in Buddhist teachings there greed hatred anger greed uh, hatred or aversion and delusion or ignorance and I talked about ignorance a couple of weeks ago in the context of this particular sutta, but I wanted to talk about it again, delusion in a different, maybe through a different lens. And I think it's it's important because, um, well, it's maybe because I'm seeing um, I'm seeing a lot of it these days, or else I'm more able to identify it. You know, it's like. Once you see something, then you see it everywhere. Like if you get a new car, then that's the only car you see. And it's seemingly everybody's driving the same one as you. So um, it, it just seems to be everywhere. And I think it's important to recognize what it looks like um, because uh, we may not always recognize it for what it is. And so it's helpful to um have that at least for me to have that lens when I when I can because I've been so steeped in these teachings for a while and been living um, living this way it's it's shifted it's conditioned me it's shifted how I see the world so those are the terms I use and again it's it's true with anything where we are what we're what we're um, comfortable with or what we're exposed to that's how we begin to see the world which actually points to what the Buddha taught like you're impacted by what's going on Um, so it's also important to have clarity around it so you're not just drawn around um, without thinking there needs to be some um, awareness which is why we sit because we're cultivating awareness Um, so delusion simply put is just not seeing clearly it's uh, I like the definition I saw I don't even remember where I got it a couple weeks ago was falsely interpreting the senses not actually being clear about what our experience is whether you know and and there's the five senses that we're all used to and in Buddhism there's thought which is a sense so not not correctly interpreting what we think what we see what we hear and I think that there's a couple of types of delusion there's the unintentional delusion which is particularly about this um, not understanding um, misinterpretation of what we're seeing Um, it's this innocent uh, innocent uh, misunderstanding I would say uh, sometimes I like describe it like if somebody says something and you hear something totally different that and you don't catch it that can lead to uh, what you could describe as delusion um, I call that creative listening um, and you know, it was interesting I was thinking about I just popped into my head um, recently or today when I was thinking about this my both my husband's parents are adopted so um, it's just a thing and I was talking to my niece like a year or two ago and she said something about my husband being adopted and I said well he's not adopted 
She goes, yeah, he is. I go, no, he's not. I said, his parents are adopted. But somehow 30 some odd years ago, she heard adopted and my husband and my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, my, my nieces, their partners, they all thought my husband was adopted. So they've walked through, you know, the last 30 years with this idea of my husband's background and what life must have been like for him and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like, poof, that delusion was, you know, just um, shattered. And it was like, what? So this whole different kind of idea. And so it's, it's, it's hearing, somehow they heard it the wrong way and kept up with it. And so that is really common. How often do we do that? How often do I do that? I know I do that uh, quite a bit. Um, I think something. I was a very good at mind reading. You would say something and I would actually interpret what you meant or I would predict the future. Some I, I, Something happened now and I would know something was going to happen in the future. That's the believing the stories the mind creates. It's um, and making certainty out of things that are not certain, certain, especially with this future thing. And it's like, no, this is the way it is. And that's the way it's going to be. And there's nothing we can do about it. That's ignorance, but it's also delusion that we're caught in. And, and it's we run our we run our lives so much of the time on false pretenses. And the Buddha talks about how this is where suffering comes from. This is suffering is created um, because of these delusions. And there is a um, there's a there's a sutta that talks about that. There's a bunch of suttas that talk about this, but it talks about in this one sutta the inappropriate attention, the attention that's not right, this misinterpretation, and not paying attention. Meaning not being mindful turns into growth and in abundance, meaning it just multiplies. And it's like an av- it's like the snowball that rolls down a hill. And when it gets to the bottom of the hill, it's it's this ginormous thing that, you know, wipes out anybody in its way, um, you know. And so we have to be cautious with our and bring mindfulness to it and clarity. And when it's abandoned, when we let go of the delusion, there's wisdom or clarity. And we see clearly what's actually true. Um, so instead of, um, of believing what I think, believing what I think is true, I believe what actually is true or what, what presents itself in the moment. Because sometimes we can't know the full, full story. You know, they talk about the, the tip of the iceberg. You know, it's just the iceberg is this big and then what is it? I don't know how many, what percentage of an iceberg is underneath the water. Um, although with, uh, with uh, climate change, that may not be an apt metaphor anymore. Anyway, um, so there's this in, unintentional, unintentional um, uh, ignorance, this unintentional delusion that if we don't pay attention this stuff can just be carried away. It's like, oh, I, you know, and I, I, I just keep thinking of ideas. It's like when you hear the words to songs wrong and you think that's what they are and then you find out what they really are and you go, how did I ever think it was whatever? I'm coming, I'm, what comes to mind is a, is a scene from a movie, Major League, where the guy thinks that he's singing, Tim Robbins is singing a song and he says, women get woolly. 
or some or Boldura maybe it was. And it's like women get woolly. He's like, it's not women. Women get woolly. They get weary, not woolly. It's like, so anyway, you know what I mean. So that there's the unintentional. Then there is the intentional delusion. There is the delusion of deception driven by greed, driven by um, uh, aversion or hatred um, in all their manifestations. Um, it's, uh, it's this delusion of belief, of, of thinking a certain way about ourselves, thinking a certain way about other people. Um, I, I, had, uh, I had an encounter with someone this week and we were having a conversation about some things that happened a couple of years ago. And I asked, I said, well, what about this situation? And he said, well, this is what happened. And I was sitting there knowing full well that that's not what happened. And I was like, my whole being was like, this is a lie. This is an absolute lie. But then when I reflected on it more, I was like, I think this person actually thinks that this is what happened, but that he created a story to um, justify behavior, which happens also a lot. That's intentional delusion, which may not start out as full-blown delusion, but it starts out as a deception. And a lot of that is in protection of the self. We have to um, uh, uh, armor ourselves or guard ourselves. It's, it's delusion of belief. It's, it's, um, I found this uh, article by um, David Loy, who's a Buddhist teacher, and he talks about this in the way the Buddha talks about the concept of no self, anatta that we don't have a fixed self. We have, we are conditioned beings, like I pointed to earlier, based on who we're with, what, what we're um, uh, exposed to, how we actually uh, perceive, whether we're clear, whether we're not clear. So there's all these things in play um, that are uh, causalities for how we are in the world, what we like, what we don't like, our preferences, what we um, what we believe, what we think, and um, it's uh, so there's this idea of no fixed self. And he talks about um, looking at this uh, way of this idea of not self in modern terms. Um, he says a modern way to express this truth of anatta is that the ego self has no reality of its own because it's a psychosocial linguist, linguistic construct. We are a construct. There's no fixed being inside of me or inside of any of us. Um, and he said the fact is important because it allows for the possibility of a deconstruction of it. And um, he talks about... Uh, the spiritual path is a quest of, you know, deconstructing that that delusion we have about ourselves. He says, and in, in we usually try to spend our lives trying to accomplish things that we think will make us more real, but no how, matter how hard we try, our sense of self can never become a real self. We try and achieve, we try and accomplish, we create stories that support 
how we view the world. And this goes back to, you know, this is this is where oppression comes from. This is where all this othering comes from. You know, I said that I was a delusion smacked me in the face this week. I was sitting a retreat last weekend with a woman, Rhonda McGee, who has written a book called The Inner Work of Racial Justice. I think I think that's I, I have a mental block against it. It's, yeah, the inner work of racial justice. And she talked about an experience she had. She's a, she's a, a black woman, and she was dating a white man. Uh, racial, she's racialized black, and he's racialized white. And this was like they were 18 years old. Um, and she's from North Carolina. And I guess he was also from North Carolina. She was living in North Carolina, and then she was living in Virginia. So one of those states. And um, when his parents found out they, she, he was dating a black woman, they said, you have to make a choice between us. Um, it's either her or the family. And he said, I'm not choosing. And they threw him out. And that... Um, is delusion that there is a difference between us because of our skin color or our our gender or our sexual orientation or any number of things you know just pick one and other it and there are great narratives that have been brought forth to prove these things but they're all a delusion, but they are intentional so people can have what they want, that they, it's, it's fed by greed, it's fed by aversion. You know, if you look at the history of, of, of race, race is a construct. And if you look at the history of how it was created, it was created for economic gain, absolutely economic gain. Um, and then it, and then over the centuries, it's 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 achieved all these other pieces and parts, and so that it's this vast, vast network of beliefs and and systems that that really oppress people and cause great harm and great suffering again and again and again and again. You see it every day. You you experience it. We have all experienced it. Each of us in this room have experienced this this delusion of otherness of othering of of this creation of self i am me and you are you and there's this 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 idea of separation between us um and that's painful but it's delusion and it's um uh it's everywhere it's rampant and so it's this this delusion of self that is so powerful and it expands on to David Lloyd points out. He goes, it's not just people. Then you get it. You know, it's um, many of our social problems can go be, as I said, be traced back to this, but also you have um, delusions of groups like uh, uh, identities of um, uh, country you know, wars are fought over this. Wars are being fought right now, really painful uh, in the Middle East. That that stuff's been going on for thousands of years. It's so painful, this othering. And now we have um, 
corporate. Now that the United States has decided that corporations are citizens, they are now other and and self, and um, it just institutionalizes greed, and it institutionalizes this um, group delusion, you know, supported by media and propaganda and all these things. So it's this collective delusion that we operate under. And it's really important to have clarity around that because of the suffering that's caused by it. Tremendous suffering because of delusion, delusion driven by greed, driven by fear, driven, driven by hatred. Um, it's And we have to begin to learn to disrupt it. And it takes, collective delusion has to be, um, the only way to, to address it is by uh, personal spiritual practice, because that's all we can do. All we have is this. So this personal spiritual practice to start chipping away at our delusion. So we begin to step out of the collective delusion that many of us have grown up with that we don't even know we're, we're swimming in. You know, I was I was talking to a teacher yesterday. I was I was doing a um, talking with a woman that I connect with once in a while, and I was mentioning that last year I had done um, last June. I think I did a list of things I wanted to accomplish, and they were like huge. They were like clean out the closets. I've got a tchotchke closet of crap that I've had for twenty years. That in the back of my head, that's like. When, when I move into that place or when my life changes, then I can use these things. It's like, I'm where I'm going. I'm not really going anywhere else. So it's like, what what is this delusion that I'm saving for? Um, and I said, I hadn't done, when I looked at this, like that was last June and this is May. And so 11, and that was my pandemic stuff. And, um, and it's like, oh, the pandemic's kind of easing and I haven't, I've done one of the things on the list and I go into this place of should. And, and she reminded me of should is one of my delusions that I carry and I have had with me for a really long time. I should. Because people say, why don't you do this? And then it goes into my head, oh, I should. So there's, there's this personal delusion that I think then society will see me in a particular way if I accomplish X, Y, or Z. I mean, um, so personal practice, this personal spiritual practice, and I had to sit with that. I had to go, you're right. And then there's this, how do I let go of should? Because should is, is, is a powerful one for me because I think that if I, I'll get the gold star, if I check off all my should lists, even though it's only inside my own head. Um, but we're, we're so enmeshed of, in all of these. So this personal practice, this, this, this willingness to sit with what shows up, to sit with this, this there's almost a tension and discordance between what we've always thought versus what's actually true or real what we're what's ex, what's being experienced in this moment you know 
we have to learn to disrupt these inherited delusions. I, I've had should all my life. I don't know. My parents might have passed that on to me because we do have inherited delusions, inherited trauma. There's stuff that kind of shifts our DNA. And so I know should is deep with me, just like these ideas of how the world should be and how people see the world. They're, they're generational, generational. So the willingness to end the delusion takes a lot of work and it takes this personal spiritual practice. It takes this willingness to sit and because delusion is comfort. Delusion is security. Delusion is um, guarantee a lot of times. Even if it's not true, it's like if this happens, then the world will be okay for me. Then I'll get the prizes. Then everything will be right again. To use a horrible phrase, then America will be great again. If all these things happen, if these people are, you know, put over here and build that wall, then, you know, it's this false idea of, of security. There is no, the ground is, oh, it, this is another delusion that things are not impermanent, that we can have something that's permanent. That's a grand delusion that we chase. Permanence. Not going to happen. Things may seem to last a long time, but they will end. They will end. So, um, the uh, sutta, the Satipatthana Sutta, which is the instructions on mindfulness, talks about how we sit with what is and we sit diligently, clearly knowing. When there's an in-breath, when there's an out-breath, when there's an emotion, when greed is present, when lust is present, when hatred, anger, when delusion is present, when, when um, the hindrances are present, when the awakening factors are present, when joy is present, when tranquility is present, diligently, clearly knowing, excuse me, we know. We practice ardently with a willingness to see clearly what's here. Not the story, but what's really here. That's how you break through that, that wall of delusion. It can be done. The Buddha said, I wouldn't tell you if it couldn't be done. He said, I teach this because I have experienced it. And he was a person. And there are a lot of other people over these centuries that have been practicing this that say the same thing. I've seen a shift in my life. I'm no longer deluded in so many of the ways I was. I've been able to shed some delusions that caused so much suffering because that's what it is. And it's not just for ourselves because when we get rid of the delusion, we no longer cause harm. We're no longer acting on ideas that um, were made up by other people for nefarious purposes. Or we're not just making mistakes, you know, with those unintentional delusions that we, because we're paying attention. 
we're seeing more clearly. I mean, the simple, yeah. Anyway, I can just go blah, 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 but I won't. So, um, yeah, no worries. Um, uh, so that's it. Um, that's it, my friends. Those are my thoughts um, on delusion. I think it's, uh, you know, it's a big topic um, and it's everywhere. And so thank you so much for your your attention and your your uh your patience and your kindness and um yeah thanks for being here thank you for visiting undefended dharma these teachings are freely offered however if you would like to make a donation to help support the technology that makes these podcast possible, please visit marystancavage.org backslash support. Thank you.